0: Good morning or afternoon, everybody. This is Big Guy, and I'm coming to you from the back corner of my basement. I'm not kidding. I'm in the corner right now. I'm excited to talk to you about the topic I've chosen for my senior study project today, and whether or not you're excited as well is all up to you in your own opinion. But if you're not excited, that's too bad. We're all here right now, and you're stuck with me for the next half hour. And now that I think of it, do you know what else is probably in this corner with me? Those often hairy, always scary, eight-eyed, eight-legged creatures that can come in many shapes and sizes? Whether it be as miniature as the pupil of your eye, or as gigantic as your head? You guessed it. Spiders? Those creepy, scary, horrendous, and dreadful things you find in your basement, or under your bed, or behind the TV, or outside in the yard, or in the garage or the shed? I have a quick fact about spiders. Here it is. They like to die. Um, i maybe last just made that thinks that. Right, Isaac, we get it. You don't like spiders, but get, on with, but get on with it already. What's your topic? Being scary is my topic. I know that doesn't sound like very much and maybe doesn't sound very mature. How about writing horror novels? Does that sound any better? I've chosen writing horror stories as my senior study project topic. Now, why did I choose this topic? What inspired me is what I hope at least one of you who is listening to this is wondering. I would say maybe because of the same reason why you chose your own topic that you'll be discussing. Because I'm, I guess in a sense, interested in it. Writing scary stories or her novels. Everybody needs a release. However, writing still involves mental work, but I guess if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's not to say I wholeheartedly love to write, but it could fit more into maybe the hobbies area of my life. And... I guess why I like it could still go, why I like it could still go a bit deeper than that maybe? I've never been scary, and it's probably just my demeanor, how I am. I've always been funny, nice, kind-hearted, understanding, forgiving, and maybe otherwise reserved. I've been called a big teddy bear on a few accounts, and another time I was called the most innocent person. Those are the unnamed girl's exact words, The guys like the most innocent person. Take it from those people, I'm not very scary. And that's maybe why it seems I like scary stories so much. I love scary stories. And I guess that's because opposites attract, right? I grew up reading the Goosebumps books by R.L. Stein, and I also repeatedly watched the TV series Made From The Books. Now that I'm a bit older, I find myself trying to read some of Stephen King's books, but I lack the time due to life and school. You know how that is, right? Stephen King can be considered the no pun intended king of horror, and look that up. The king of horror or something like that, and I'm very certain that either Stephen King or something about him will come up. I also seem to like a good scary movie, although with my aforementioned demeanor, I tend to be scared long after. I would say that the movie that has scared me the most more recently would have to be Pet Cemetery, the 2019 version. There's also, there's also the 1899 version, which I have seen, which I had seen later, and wasn't as horrifying as the 2019 version. If my mouth can talk right now. Both of these movies were also based off of the book of the same name by Stephen King. Overall, this movie, the 2019 version, is just a bit suspenseful, if nothing else. The only thing that really stood out to me in this movie was the woman's sister. And for those of you who don't know what Pet Sematary is about, whether you've just never heard of it, or you've or you haven't read the book or watched the movie, let me explain a little bit. So there's this family. A mom, dad, younger daughter, and a toddler who's a boy. The family has just moved from Massachusetts to their new house in Maine. When they arrive, the family is almost quickly greeted by their new neighbor, Judd. While unpacking, the family catches a glimpse of these local animalistic mask-wearing kids carrying a makeshift stretcher. Judd goes on to explain that a little ways behind their new home is a pet cemetery. A cemetery that goes back way to when Judd was a kid himself. A cemetery where all the past and present time kids bring their late pets, their dead pets. Judd invites the dad over later that night for a beer, and and they talk more. Judd explains how there's a whole other part to that pet cemetery. To say this part was a lively part would not be much better than calling it a deadly part. Judd explained that when you bury a dead pet in this part of the, c- of the cemetery, the pet comes back to life. That's right, the pet comes back to life. Not long after the family moves in, their pet cat makes its way outside into the front yard. The cat keeps walking and walking until it finally reaches the gravel road. The cat starts walking down the one-layer road, and as you're watching the cat walk from a front view, you see a not uncommon semi-truck pop up hundreds of yards behind at the end of the road. The cat just keeps walking, totally oblivious to the fact that there's a very fast-moving semi-truck nearing and nearing closer and closer to it every, with every glance. Finally, the semi-truck catches up, and the cat fails to move out of the way, and it gets run over. It takes the helpful eye of the neighbor to pass on this information the following morning. Later that night, Judge shows the dad where he'd seen the cat, and the dad then proceeds to shove the cat into a garbage bag. The dad, not wanting to, not wanting to tell his daughter that the cat is dead, he insists that Judge shows him the way to the Holy Grail of cemeteries. It was quite a long hike, but once the deed was done, all the dad could do now was wait. Finally, the next day, the cat's back, but it's not its old self. The cat is much more angry and is pretty much demonic. A few more days go by, and the daughter gets hit and run over by a semi-truck as well. Now that that the daughter is dead and buried, the mom and the toddler go live with her parents for a few days. During that time, the dad, all alone and on his own, digs up his daughter and drags her to the lively part of the pet Cemetery and hopes he'll bring her back to life. Anyway, I won't let you in on what happens at the end, and I want to apologize for going off track with that long explanation, maybe, of the movie. Although I doubt it was very long. But here's why the mom's childhood sister scared me so much. I call her the childhood sister because she died very young. The sister did. Throughout the movie, the mom has these recurring flashbacks and dreams of her sister. The sister was born with a very well over-dramatized and severe case of scoliosis. And if you're not sure what that is, it's a sideways curvature in the spine. You know how hunchbacks have a spine that very well humps out at the top of the spine? Well, the back of their back, I mean. Well people with scoliosis are given, or not so much given, but it happens over time, a hump in their spine that goes up to either side. Scoliosis is, li- is likely caused through puberty in many cases. But this sister, in the movie, also likely had multiple sclerosis, which is where the immune system eats away at the nerves, and as well as muscular dystrophy, which is a condition that obstructs the growth of muscles. And again, these are all very well over-traumatized in her appearance. At one point in the movie, the wife is talking with her husband, the dad, and how her her parents left her when she was young, like ten maybe, and left her to take care of her needy crippled sister all by herself. She said to her husband she hated her sister for the way she was, and that she had to take care of her all by herself. The wife said that her sister knew this, and that the sister hated her back. The wife despised taking food up to her sister every day to the point where she would only set up a tray of food in the dumbwaiter and send it up to her sister that way. And she didn't care in the slightest that her sister couldn't get out of her bed to get the food. This is where my memory fails me a bit. But I believe in this part, the mom had heard her sister fall out of her bed. The mom, who was down on the main level, said she heard the thunk on the floor up above her, and she got scared. The mom didn't want to go upstairs to see or help her fallen sister. The mom said to her husband she'd heard scratching noises, sliding and crawling noises as if her sister was trying to come after her. The mom was running around the house scared, she ran into the kitchen and called the cops. She said, Help, my sister's trying to kill me. Before anything else happens, the mom hears the dumb waiter crash back down to the main level. The mom is a bit hesitant to open the door, the dumbwaiter door, but alas she does, and this is somewhat my favorite part. When she opens the dumb waiter door, the scary sister, I call her, is dead. She'd fallen from the she'd fallen down the dumbwaiter and is now dead. However, I also disliked this part the most though because I could not imagine having a disfigured psychopath even if it were my own sister coming after me. And forgive me anyone who is disfigured or disabled in real life, I'm not calling you a psychopath. The only thing is, they made this lady's sister out to be a monster in this movie and they totally overdramatized the sister's physical condition and appearance, and for whatever reason it utterly terrified me. But don't take me as a scaredy cat. Not most things get in my head like the sister in Pet Cemetery did. That's just that's just me by the wish. She may not scare you, but things like that scare me. Now, if I get any texts or anything from any of you capturing the terrifying likeness of the sister from Pet Cemetery, <laughs> I will laugh, but will never talk to you again. Frankly. On the prior note, um, what inspired me? Frankenstein, sort of has. I mean, it's a story about a man who come who comprises dead body parts into one whole body and he brings it back to life using electrical currents that's kinda cool Frankenstein was a monster by the visual standards of the world but no one took a glance with him he was just a simple kind-hearted creature who wanted love, but he was na- denied that now I'd like to share three things of what you might do when you're scared Seems when you're scared, afraid, or in fear there's one of three things that you might do, whether you notice or not whether you notice it or not. One, you flight, two you fight, or three you freeze. When Bruce Banner gets angry or scared, he fights. He turns into a green monster and faces his problems. When you go into the basement to get something but it's dark, you fight. you flight. You get what you have to real quick and you get the heck out of dodge. When I watched Pet Cemetery, I froze. I got into bed that night, and after saying that scary sister, I kept thinking she was right underneath me the whole night, and I was lying stiffly on a board the entire night. I'm starting to feel like I'm just talking to talk now, but anyway... I will... read off to you some of the... questions I have made for some people, and... Um... Yeah. Please forgive those last few sentences, as I'm kind of a terrible talker, but let me explain. In place of a interview for this for my topic, I have printed off a few questions that I gave to a few students and teachers in hopes to get some feedback on what they think is scary and sort of what they think about this topic of mine. So let me carry on with Reading off some of the questions and answers. First off, let me let me read to the let me let me read, let me let me read the questions. Let me read the questions I gave to each person, and then I will read through one by one each person's answers. So the first question I gave was, "What scares you and why?" The second question, "What makes a scary story? What is important to add or leave out with that?" What was the last horror novel or movie you read watched if any and what was it about? 4 What did you find intriguing and frightening or bad about it? 5 Do you have a favorite horror novel and why? 6 Do you have a favorite horror author and why? And have you ever met this author? 7 Do you have a, do you have a favorite horror movie and why? And number 8 Have you ever read anything story, a short story, article, etc. And if not, have you ever thought about writing? If you have written something, what was it about? Or if you haven't written anything, but have thought about it, what would you write about? Now let's get on with the questions. And the answers, I mean. The first person I received answers back from was Rachel Rachel Ellen Hitty. What scares you and why? She says needles, hospitals, abandonment, and rejection. Needles, I've been scared of i've I've always been scared of and hospitals due to a lot of visits. rejection and abandonment come through my mental disorders and childhood trauma. I'm not totally sure if this is stuff she wants me to be sharing, and I'm totally sorry if it's not permissible by her. I should have totally thought about asking, and I'm sorry again if she didn't want me to share this, but then she says, What makes a story scary?" Always use dramatics and hit the scary factor home. Believe kind and simplistic words out at face of purpose. What was the last novel or movie you read, watched, if any, and what was it about? Uh, I just watched a documentary on a man who kidnapped a girl and raped her, and killed the girlfriend in cahoots by choking her to death through intercourse and burning the house. That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> What did you find intriguing or frightening about this? I found intriguing where the girlfriend would help kidnap her BFF's kid, the man and what she did was scary. Do you have a favourite horror novel and why? I really don't have one, she says. And for the question do you have a favourite horror author and why? The answer is not available. Do you have a favorite horror movie and why? I don't have a favourite horror. Favorite, I mean. However, I watch a lot of crime documentaries. That's pretty cool. Have you ever written anything? And if not, have you ever thought of writing? She says, I have written a variety of topics from fantasy, real-life events, science fiction, fiction, realistic fiction, etc. I typically write fantasy. Awesome. The next person I have is Vadura. What scares you and why? I'm scared of dogs, most likely, due to a dog biting me as a child. I'm scared of dead bodies that are mutilated, and when people mutilate themselves. And he says to what makes a scary story, even if something written- even if something uh, within a story is scary, if the actors are not supremely bothered by it, I am not either. And what the character- I want the ter- I'm sorry, I want the characters to be terrified If I am to be terrified as well. What was the last horror novel or movie you read watched, if any, and what was it about? The last horror thing I watched was The Haunting Hill House. It is a TV series about a family continually plagued by spirits which haunted a house they lived in. As in children, each person has their own relationships with the spirits, the house, and the rest of their family. What did you find intriguing or frightening about this? The frightening part was... The mental strain the characters played uh, placed upon themselves in order to deal with the issues in their life on account of the spirits. Do you have a favorite horror novel and why? I do read. I do read lots of horror and therefore have no opinion on the matter. Actually, no. He says I do. Not, I do not read lots of horror and therefore have no opinion on the matter. I read that wrong. Do you have a favorite horror author and why? see above okay no opinion on the matter do you have a favorite horror movie and why my favorite horror movie is the boy the story about the story is about a doll of a dead young boy which is treated as a living boy and the sick, sickening way the parents act towards it is very unsettling and I've actually seen this movie it's kind of it's quite creepy to say, to say the least. Have you ever written anything? I'm sorry for the pause, but my younger brother came downstairs and I had to stop. He must have forgotten I was doing this. So the last question for Verdura Have you ever written anything? And if not, have you ever thought about writing? It says I quite I write quite often, usually in the form of short stories, but also some flash fiction, poetry, and musical lyrics. That's pretty cool, too, actually. The next person I have is Joshua Lyons. What scares him and why? Being alone in life? I've always, be- I've always depended on people, and I've had people depend on me. He also says of being afraid, and can't really explain on that one. And he says to what makes a story scary. So he says drama in detail, which makes sense. Drama is a pretty good factor, I would suppose, in writing scary stories. What was the last horror novel or movie you read slash watched, if any, and what was it about? says I'm not big on horror. Last last I watched was Dead Silence. It was about dolls? Hmm. Dolls are scary. (laughs) What did you find intriguing and frightening or bad about it? When I was little, it terrified me, but now it's just kind of bad acting, Josh says. Do you have a favorite horror novel and why? No, I don't, Josh says. Do you have a favorite horror author and why? No, I'm not big on horror, he says. Do you have a favorite horror movie and why? Scary movie, he says. Have you ever written anything, and if not, have you ever thought of writing? I've never really thought about it, but if I did it would probably be a nonfiction. Alright. My next set of answers comes from Tuan Lee, an eleventh grader. When asked what scares him and why, he says death. Just simply death? And I guess death can be pretty scary. I'm not so much of I'm not so much scared of death, but I'm scared of how I'll die. I would prefer to die in my sleep when I'm at least 90, and i am not sure how I would not want to die, because I don't want anyone getting any ideas. What makes a scary story? You need a cast that's mixed with emotions. A murder with an interesting backstory, Twan says. What was the last horror novel or movie you read, slash watched, if any, and what was it about? Watched a YouTuber explore a haunted hotel. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> what did you find intriguing and frightening, or bad about it? I liked the history it had, and it was frightening. It was frightening when it was midnight, or because it was midnight. I believe he means. Do you have a favorite horror, horror novel, and why? He says I don't. Do you have a favorite horror author, and why? I currently don't, he says. Do you have a favorite horror movie and why? Forgotten a, he says he forgot the name of it, but it was about this alien and a crap circle? Hmm. I feel like I know what he's talking about. It could be it could be the movie Signs that he's talking about. Have you ever written anything? And if not, have you ever thought of writing? He says he has thought of writing about something, and he says he would write it about aliens. Alright, I have two more set of answers to go through, and these two are from teachers. This next one is from Mr. Korzyk. What scares you? Two things, he said. Two things scare me the most, heights. I can 100% agree with that. I cannot stand heights at all. And two, dying early and missing out on life and my kid's life. That makes sense. And what makes a scary story? He says, it must create suspense. If there's no suspense, readers are likely to be less scared. What was the last horror novel or movie you read, watched, if any, and what was it about? I don't watch many horror movies, he says, because my kids are young. But I did... But I did read and watch it by Stephen King. It was about a killer clown. Cr- killer clown, he says. I would suppose everyone knows what it is about. But what did you find intriguing or threatening about it? About this movie? Clowns are supposed to be ter- to be fun and entertaining, represent fun and entertaining, but not in this case now every time I see a clown mr. Korzik says I think of it do you have a, do you have a favorite horror novel and why great question mr korzik says I don't know that I have a favorite one do you have a do you have a favorite horror author and why have you ever met this author Stephen King he says you know he is an amazing writer and creates creepy scary stories I've never met him though Yes, I also like Edgar Allan Poe. Do you have a favorite horror movie and why? Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you ever written anything? And if not, have you ever thought of writing? I would love to write about sports. I could see myself writing about baseball and coaching. Well, that would be great. I would certainly read some of his writing if he ever did that. All right, and this last one comes from Mr. Sauce. He says, What scares you and why I fear negative outcomes befalling my loved ones? I understand that. What makes a scary story? It triggers an act of imagination, Mr. Sauce says. Add suspense and imagery and create a mental ambience. What was the last horror novel or movie you read, watched, if any, and what was it about? Not my genre of choice, so believe it or not it was the Blair Witch project. What did you find intriguing or frightening about this? Honestly didn't care for it, Mr. Sauce says. Camera work on cinematography gave me a headache. Do you have a My mouth can't talk right now, I'm sorry. Do you have a favourite horror novel and what? Not particularly, he says. I'm a nonfiction reader. Do you have a favorite horror author and why? Not really. Do you have a favorite horror movie and why? As a kid, we watched Evil Dead 2 and it was good for laughs. laughs. Have you ever written anything? And if not, have you ever thought of writing? I have written a ton of curriculum and lesson plans for my classes and about a half a dozen other organizations. Now this next part is going to be a bit improvised so bear with me here I had hoped on interviewing someone but I ran out of time so very quickly I'm going to interview my little brother he's 10 years younger than me he's 7 right now he'll be 8 in a month from today I believe exactly so I'll bring him down and I'll ask him a few questions Alright, I got my little brother here with me. Say hi, Lincoln. Hi! Hey. <laughs> Alright, Lincoln, so I have three questions for you. What scares you? Being buried alive. And why does that scare you, Lincoln? Um, because what if someone forgets about you and they leave you there? Well, that would be pretty scary, Lincoln. I would not like that either. Yeah. The second question is... What do you think makes a story scary? Let's see. What makes a scary story? What makes up a scary story? Having like a campfire. And they tell... Spooky stories with someone, like Jason. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And also Chucky. Mm-hmm. Chucky's kinda of creepy. Yeah, because he has that huge... Like, like he got his right here cracked open and he gotta get it stapled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And cheap. All right, and my third question, Lincoln, is, have you ever written anything? Um, (coughs) And it's okay if you haven't? I feel like I have, but I also don't remember. All right. Um, Or what do you think you would write about if you ever did? How I think the future would be. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanna hear how I did. <laughs> One minute, Lincoln. I'll show you later. I'll but you. but thank you for your responses, Lincoln. And... Well, I would say those were some good questions and my okay answers. I kinda like the variety of responses that I got, especially from my little brother. He's adorable. However, I shouldn't just applaud Lincoln, so here's the rest of my acknowledgements. Thank you, Rachel Ellen. Thank you, Vidurga Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Twan. Thank you, Mr. Korsak. And thank you, Mr. Sauce. And once again, thank you, Lincoln, for your wonderful answers. And thank you for all taking time out to fill my questionnaires, and for my brother taking the time out of playing on his iPad to let me interview him real quick. I will certainly use what feedback I did get to help me write any, write any sort of horror that I get when I get around to it. When I was just thinking, the only thing that I wish I had asked for... With feedback from these people and what they think of my topic, but I'll make do. And just by chance, if anyone is wondering what my answers would be in response to some of my questions, I'll answer a few. What scares man why? The scary sister from Pet Cemetery for reasons already expressed. Another thing if any of you have seen the third Lord of the Rings movie, Return of the King, you might remember the beginning of it when they show how Smeagol turns into Gollum. And they give a pretty good representat- representation of actually showing it. I, wa- I watched that part, Smeagol turning into Gollum, once when I was my brother's age, maybe. And I've honestly been terrified of it since then. Another thing that scared me was when I watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That came out in 2019. There was this lady, a monster lady, who was ter- who looked like a giant puffy peep version of golem her skin was pale she had thin ratty hair and beady black eyes and the ominous inclination of a smile this monster lady seemed to make parallel versions of herself as loki did in the beginning of the first avengers movie if anyone has seen that and this monster lady wound up cornering her fear in the red lit hallway of the basement of a hospital she doesn't scare me as much as the other two things i've mentioned but um just saying that if we crossed paths down the dark alley one time, I would run in the opposite direction screaming and never look back. What was the last horror novel, or movie, I read, watched if any, and what was it about? I'm currently reading Pet Cemetery, and I think I've already recently watched A Quiet Place, which is about this new world set in about the same time as we're in now. But there are these monsters, that cannot see, but they can hear. And anything they do here, they kill. So, don't make noise. The movie revolves around this one family and their struggles through it all. Their youngest son gets killed because he has hold of a sound-making airplane toy. The mom near the end of the movie gives birth, and as you might know, that's not a silent procedure. And then the dad screams and dies to save his two two children. And it's not so much a scary movie, but a just more suspenseful, and it's like, what's gonna happen next to this poor family? My favorite horror movie, and why? I might say A Quiet Place, or Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, because they're not, like, too terrifying, at all, even, but they're just suspenseful, and I like watching them to the end, because they're fun. And, have you ever written anything, and if not, what have you thought about writing? Of course, I've thought about writing. I'm doing it right now. Ha. Writing right now? Get it? Of course not. That's bad. I have written two things. Not two whole things. I did write one short story about a werewolf that killed... That was killed and buried by a... So what I wrote was about a werewolf. It was killed and was buried by a fig tree sapling. And then, 80-some years later... The shepherd is using that same tree as a resting spot while watching his sheep. The shepherd eats one of the fig fruits for the first time, and then every day during nearing the- I can't talk. Every day during nearing dusk, the shepherd goes unconscious. When he wakes up, one of the sheep is, sheep is mutilated but still alive and running. This happens every night. The sheep, The shepherd wakes up to another one of his sheep missing. Soon enough, he decides to stay up one night and see what's going on. He manages to stay awake, and as the night goes on, a werewolf comes in. Just as the shepherd had been thinking, a werewolf was the cause. The werewolf chases the shepherd's last sheep to the small cliff ravine, and both fall off the side. Both still alive and somewhat well, the werewolf is hunched over the sheep and is about to eat it. That's when the shepherd jumps off the side of the cliff, and with a staff and hands, he pierces the werewolf right through the spine, killing it. And for anyone who doesn't know, if someone who can turn into a wolf dies or gets killed while they are in werewolf mode, they revert back to human form once dead. So this werewolf dying begins to turn back into a human. The shepherd watches as the monster becomes more human, more and more human. And that's when the shepherd recognizes the werewolf's human face. It was him. The shepherd was a werewolf the whole time. My other piece is going to be about the basement of this old house, where time moves much slower the further you go down. The further you go down the stairs, the bigger the number of days, months, and years that go by. But, as I'm running out of things to say, I will once again thank you all who answered my questions, and I thank the rest of you for enduring this with me, and, well, I guess I'll catch you all next time on the talking with Big Eye.